0: Welcome back to another episode of Producer Grind podcast. Carrington and JB with me. Yo, what's good? And we got Brandon Thomas in the building. What's good, bro? What's
1: good, man? AKA Dan Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> man, feels good to be here, man. You know, I was just cooking up early morning, you know, now I'm here. Um
0: Hell yeah, yeah. Early, appreciate early birds. appreciate you pulling up man um i gotta admit i'm not too familiar with your entire catalog i know you know obviously you made you guessed it mm-hmm. you know that's a smash hit um from a couple of years ago i know um you in your bio and stuff you said you work with kanye madonna and artists like that yeah. and, you know we'll get into that in a second um but yeah like i said uh what, what stuck out most is how lit you are in ig Definitely. you know first when i seen it i'm like is this real just do buying likes and followers like what's going on here yeah,
1: that's crazy, man. It all started, I guess, like, um, probably like three or four years ago. I went to um, New York after the you guessed It record came out to, like, um, work on some stuff for Kanye. Um, I guess they heard some beats and, like, you know, I ended up getting in the studio with good music. Um, I got to meet Madonna, Travis Scott, all those guys, like, you know, they're, you know, A-list. And then um, basically after that, I went to Japan. Um and then i got a chance to work with like you know keith ape and people like that in mm. the asian scene when i went mm. ba- when i when i came back <clears throat> and then um my fan base kind of just blew up after going to asia and everything and coming back and then starting to go to europe and you know what i mean it kind of just took off from there whereas like before i produced you guessed it i had like probably like 3000 followers you mm. know what i mean and then all of a sudden once i started getting like major press and stuff like i got verified and like you know i started just like blowing up you know online as a producer I guess it's because like the sound that I made kind of like I feel like it you know changed the way it changed the landscape of like you know first Atlanta hip-hop and then it became like national like the way that you know I don't know like before I made like the guest beat and stuff I don't think that producers were doing like the the simple piano intro style beats mm-hmm. and stuff like you right. know and i didn't know it was something that was gonna kind of translate like that you know yeah. internationally so
0: now yes. that that record is quite a bit different because i did i went through your soundcloud i listened to some of your own personal music and that beat sounds really different than what you typically make like yeah. you, you, your your normal stuff kind of has like almost like a spacey jazz like yeah. uh, lo-fi kind of vibe to
1: it yeah i would consider like psychedelic like yeah vibe mixed with like jazz and R&B stuff like hip-hop you know as I grew up on like um like my family's from like New York and stuff so I kind of grew up on like you know like different types of music like Latin music reggae you know multicultural like and then um my dad was like actually like you know kind of into the music and stuff in the 90s and um you know I basically learned that like it was something I can like you know possibly do as like a as a career
0: now you mean into the music, he was like, he like... He
1: wasn't, he basically, he ended up becoming a doctor, like, you know, but while he was in college, he was doing music in, in um Atlanta, so like, uh, I ended up being born in Atlanta, like, I'm actually the only person in my family who was born in Georgia, like, all my other family's from, like, New York and California and stuff like that, mm. you know, like, got some family in, like, Puerto Rico, Trinidad, places like that, like, you know, I'm like... My family's from the islands and stuff. But for me, like growing up in Atlanta, I was like, dang, like I'm really into like New York, New York hip hop and stuff like that. Rock music, reggae. Mm -hmm. So I grew up like rapping and singing. And then randomly, like when I was like 15, 16, I was like, damn, I need to like make. I was like, I was making music, right? Like going to open mics, doing everything that you could possibly do to like turn up I guess right yeah. and then it wasn't really translating the way I wanted to and I was like dang I need to work with some people who have like more serious I guess financial backing you know mm-hmm. and there's people in Atlanta that you know <laughs> that that have money and stuff so I started working with some of the like hustlers in the city you know what I mean and then that the 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 type of sound they like was way different from what I would was normally making but I like adapted. I was like, "Oh, so trap music is is something that is actually like a real thing." You know what I mean? Like think about like the song like okay, like a song like bitch, you guessed it. Me being like 17 making a beat like that, 17 18. I'm like, "Damn, is you wouldn't think a song like that would even hit the radio like yeah. as it says bitch like in the in the chorus, like right. it's the first word." And I didn't even know you can do that, like, you know? Now there's all these crazy songs, but at that time, like songs weren't crazy, crazy like that on the radio, like super, like, you know, hella like cursing and shit. Like, so I was like, man, like, I'm just going to make music and I'm going to make like alternative trap. So I'm going to introduce the people that make trap music into real music, like, and turn them into like real music, real musicians from my experience and like, you know, all types of music. Mix it with what's going on in the trap world, like take the textures of what's popular, mix it with real music, and then, you know, help the artist grow from there. And, you know.
0: And you think you guessed it has though there's a mixture of that? Because you guessed I, it. I don't hear like the psychedelic. I don't think it's lo, lo- fi I don't
1: think it's psychedelic. I think it's more like minimal, but it's like, I think it's like, I would consider it a punk rap, a punk rock rap record just based on the energy of it, like yeah. the way that it that it came across. Like right. it's like we weren't trying to be like you know, super clean or, no, like we didn't, we didn't give a fuck at all, basically. And I think that like the fact that we didn't care and stuff kind of like just brought a whole new wave to the game. And then, you know, we started seeing the formula translate with like a lot of our friends and stuff. And the way our friends were supporting it so hard, you know, like I, when I first started doing music, I I was broke, like for real, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Like, shit. To where I'm I'm happy that, that, things could even turn into something like that.
0: So when you said you uh, you were like, it's time to link up with people that have financial backing and you said you linked up with some hustlers, what did that process look like?
1: I was like, okay, so I think like it's it's, I hate to say it, but like, not that the opportunities are like monopolized, but like there's people who are like in the scene, then there's people who, it's like there's people who like, like are in the scene and they make music but like they might not be all the way there with the music but they might be on point with the swag like they might be fresh as fuck like however they get fresh however they you know get the money to buy hella designer clothes or whatever it is you know what I mean they might just have that look and aesthetic as somebody that's like respected in the city for the way they dress you they know? look
0: like a rapper but they're exactly, not, exactly but they're not a about. rapper or
1: like they might not even look like a rapper, but then you hear their voice or their talent, and you're like, whoa, they're super turned up, like, you know, and they're, or they're, they're really talented, like, you know, but they don't have the look for it, or, or like they might have the look and the talent, but they might not have the personality for it, I guess, mm. you know, or they might be trying to fit into a different personality. So you find people who like kind of just are like serious about what they do, and they're able to either find a way to like, to support themselves, before they do music or you find people who like are I guess like maybe not fully all the way there with it but they're dedicated to it it's really people who are like determined and it takes I guess like money to back yourself you know as far as like you want to be able to do shows you want to be able to move around comfortably you want to be able to live comfortably you don't want to be like you know like there's people that make it from like sleeping on couches and all that stuff but like I don't think anybody really wants to live like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So once I kind of realized, like, because I was doing, I was engineering artists, so I went from like making like twenty dollars an hour, selling beats for fifty dollars, to selling beats for anywhere from like ten to twenty k. Like, you know, that's not every day, but yeah. you know, and and it I negotiate with the artists. Not every artist, I don't want to make artists pay something they can't afford. You know what I mean, but. Like if they can afford that rate, I'm gonna definitely charge that. Well, you you know? said so,
0: 15 to 20 k.
1: Yeah, like I've actually sold beats for 20 grand before. To where I didn't think to that independent? was independent. To, yes, to independent artists. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's really crazy. The internet is really like, like it's it's crazy. There's a lot of people out there. Like you know, and the people that were co-signing us when that when when these records and stuff that I was doing were coming out were like people mm-hmm. that we would never even imagine even getting some type of feedback or response from. Like like. The term bedroom producer, I think like 99% of the producers are bedroom producers. I was making music in my room, you know, setting up studio in my homie's crib. I even carry travel studio with me to this day, just like, cause I I know where I came from to now, like, you know, and and like I had a little bit of like resources of people that kind of were like, you can do this and stuff, but no like direct connections to where like, I was like, oh, this person, I know is gonna put me on or this person it's like i really had to create a team and that's where i think like the fan base really comes from it's like say the internet didn't exist or like like we did it like on some 90s shit like you know because our influences were like old school like people like ogs like we had ogs and that's why I like like i basically like after throwing all these different events in the city and doing all the open mics, meeting everybody you can meet and still not getting the results, I'm like, damn, like, okay, so I need to get around some people who have money, influence, money, power, respect, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll do the music part, you know? Yeah. And I was like, damn, I'll even stop rapping for a second if I have to. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to do this shit. Like, I can't not, you know?
0: How did those connections form, though? Like, the connections form
1: from parties. Like, every time you go to a party there's different types of demographics and different types of people in these parties. Like everybody goes to parties for different reasons. Like, you know what I mean? You just kind of like start to just look around and see the way people move and you start to like, see, like, like you're like, if you have a friend that can fill up a room with a hundred people, that right there is a start. Like I, you can't expect to go from zero to a million, you know, but you can go from zero people knowing you to a hundred people knowing you to a hundred more people to a hundred more people. If you go to 10 parties with a hundred people each and you perform at them, you, you know, a thousand people. And if you know a thousand people and at that time I was like, damn, at least if anything, if not get famous, I can get 10 new clients that need studio time and beats and mixing and mastering. You know what I mean? And I had only made like probably like six beats in my life at that time. when I was thinking like that. And then like, People like I met uh this kid named Breland and uh this guy named OG Bluetooth. I was like um I was working with my my homie C Ken, this kid named Malcolm Pirelli, he does videos and stuff. My boy Jay Isaac, this kid named Dico, Dico the producer, yeah. you know.
0: Um merge and yeah. OG Parker and shit. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like so basically at that time I knew all those people. I went to um the Art Institute for a little bit. Like, after I went to military school, I kind of, like, dropped out of school. Like, my whole life was kind of, like, just in a weird space. But I was meeting all these cool people that were genuine kids. That were all, like, we all had the same goal. Like, we're serious about the music. Like, that's, like, our number one priority type of thing to become successful musicians. So I was like, dang, like, man, what if like we created some type of team and they're like, yeah, we need to create a team. Like, you know, one guy would be like, I'll put the money behind this. I'll like the other guys, like I'll make the beats. I'm like, I got the studio and I'll engineer. I'm learning how to make beats better. I'll write music, whatever we need to do to make the goal happen. You know, like, like let's do this shit completely independently, you know, which is hard to do, but (laughs) everybody is on the same wave of doing it independently with no work. So basically we created a collective called OGG, you know, and, um, then um, we started, you know, gaining like a little bit of buzz in the city because we pull up deep as a team and mm-hmm. started passing out merch everywhere. We, we had our own like, I guess, call it an incubator, kind of like a studio, but like in a crib or like on some real world shit where we're like we like ten people living together, like together all the time. It's like we we have to figure this out, like we're not here for no reason. You know what I mean? So we're always recording. It's like an engine. It's like an assembly line. You know? mm-hmm.
2: can you you go through like who I was in OGG? Because I know I heard Ronnie J was in OGG too before. Yeah, there was a point where he,
1: there was a point where Ronnie J, um, you know, he was he was there for a second. I met him actually at the Blue House on Edgewood. That's Mm -hmm. another thing. We were taking over Edgewood, AUC, all that stuff. Stickers, stamp everywhere, anything. You do you can't. There's no way you can go through Atlanta without hearing about OGG even before. You know what I mean? Nobody knows that you're gonna that. You you'll be on the radio, but you're like I'm gonna do everything I can to to make sure that I get close to it, you know somehow, you know. So basically, like people like Ronnie J. Um, um, there's this guy, uh, um, my my homie Vince Drock, um, my boy OGGO. Oh, now there's OGG West, but at at that early stage before there was like OGG West, before we expanded and blew up, um, I even remember like, like uh, when McConan, when we kind of like met McConan through like Key and there was Mm -hmm. like Awful Records Key was kind of affiliated with us for a a little bit there was like affiliates so then we would have people like Post Malone fucking with us it was all like everybody like fucked with us because it was when Atlanta was on some like new Atlanta shit Mm -hmm. and we were all like sharing cause like I feel like the way the fan base and the fans are they're not like loyal to one specific artist (laughs) they're digesting Atlanta as a brand you know Mm -hmm. so Anywhere you go in the world, Africa, Europe, Middle East, like, you know, like, it's all. It's, oh, you're from this capital of music. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's a brand. Like, they don't, I don't even think people really care about what the music sounds like and stuff. But yeah, so all those people, you No know, G, basically, like, had different relationships with different people. They brought those people in to see what was going on. These people started sharing, supporting it, co-signing it, you know. Once Mako... Signed to, like, QC and everything. His career, like, literally took off because he was working with the Migos and some of the hottest people in the country. And I wasn't even... I'm still unsigned, you know?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. What so, was your relationship with, with OGG once they did sign to QC and shit like that?
1: Once they signed to QC, at that time, there was a lot of different things going on. Like, okay, I was working with Key and Maco at the same time, and they kind of went their separate ways. And, like, me as a producer... like well i'm gonna still work with both of you guys you know whether you guys are happy with it or
0: not you know what i mean like oh they kind of like didn't fuck with each other Mm,
1: they kind of just were they were just they're just two completely different types of like they have two completely different personalities you know Mm. so when it's not like we can force people to to fuck with you. You know what I mean. It's only right. so far that it can, you know, like that tape. After that tape, it was done. It was. I felt like it was done before the tape like even came out. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. So also like um, Madman Savage, mm. um, he he's like right. He's like my bro. Like uh, like a lot of these people. Sunny Digital, Sunny Digital, and Madman Savage, um definitely helped shape the situation. This guy, Steve-O, he's a dope manager in Atlanta. We Basically had a situation. We had all these people involved as a team and Mako and Key were like the artists on it and I was the producer that produced the tape and, you know, we got like guest appearances but like from like Sunny Digital, like he gave us a beat on there and then Mm. this guy Dexter from Awful Records
3: Mm.
1: was on there too on the outro track and then it it, like all those crews and stuff kind of like merged so it was now like like, oh shit! I can just pull up on Sunny. I can pull up on uh, the awful records of MacKona. Like that same, even like during that same like week. I know it's kind of like this is like a lot, but it's like that. Even that same week, I remember they recorded like the wrist, wrist, wrist record. That's an independent record that I saw Key record at the awful records studio. Mm-hmm. Like just in the live, in the living room, off mm-hmm. of a laptop, and mm-hmm. it's just like those quick, like, like songs that took like five ten minutes to make kind of like shaped our careers. Even though we put in so much work and did so much music and moves and hustling, all that shit before any of those records were even created. And Mm -hmm. those records were kind of like, kind of made our names, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The
3: relationships, so. So how do you go from kind of having this crew in Atlanta that's kind of like buzzing in Atlanta to meeting Madonna, meeting Quincy Jones and touring the world. Like what is fill that gap in for me?
1: It's crazy because I'm actually creating a program to teach people like how they can go from gra- ground zero to like you know where I feel like I am now which is like I kind of guess like I would say like D to C list celebrity type mm-hmm. shit. Like, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> like heard it into like some public figures. Like I just had to do it. Like you know, because I was like, this is crazy. Like basically, what it is is you have people, right? And they want to like, they want to be successful in music. And I guess like, for me specifically, like, like I can't speak for everybody else, but for me, I'll just give you an example. Like when I was in high school and stuff. Like I was doing good in the school, but I was like getting in trouble for just like being tired. So I would like make beats at the crib the night before and wake up sleepy and go to school fall asleep in class like like you Going know to
0: school high and shit
1: yeah stuff like that <laughs> like <laughs> oh like he smells like weed on the bus or like you know he got in a fight today in the bathroom or mm-hmm. just some crazy shit like <laughs> yeah. like you know like oh he was beating on the table at the lunch table and freestyling and like you know like yeah i I already know him and his homies pulled up and they had matching colors on is he (laughs) he gang affiliated i'm like no i'm not gang affiliated or anything like that you know but just stuff like that so i basically end up getting kicked out of school go to alternative school right i'm in i'm like damn like my the, the direction that everybody's telling me to go like go to college like be a doctor or a lawyer or this or that just everything that everybody's telling me i'm like trying to do it and i'm smart and not doing everything they're saying it's not working so i'm like if you're doing some shit and it's not working and you keep doing it that's called insanity like if you're not getting the results you want you're doing the same shit and you're getting the same results but you want different results like you have to change what you're doing like you have to really analyze it so i analyze it basically end up like like the universe kind of will tell you too like i end up in a situation where i end up getting like like assaulted by police officers and stuff in in school, you know, like one day. Talk about that. Like on some crazy shit, like the, the the cops, like, like the school police officer or whatever, like they were, they wanted to talk to me about an incident that happened at school, like altercation where I was going back and forth with somebody, like an argument, you know what I mean? And then basically like, they were, they were saying like, you, you get in trouble all the time. This is your fault type thing. And I'm like, it's not like, I'm tired of this. Like, this is this is not for me. Like, I'm making good grades. I'm in advanced classes. Like, yeah. how am I? They're like, you might be cheating on the test. Like, you're falling. It's, wow. it's like, it doesn't make, they're like, it's not, it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. how are you, how is life so easy for me? I guess. I don't <laughs> know. Like, and I'm just like, I'm just like this shit is hard. Like it's not. It might look easy, but like I'm doing the best I can. And and like you know, I'm a people person. Like if people are not fucking with me, I don't want to be around people that don't fuck with me. So I'm like, I don't really fuck with this school to be honest. I don't. Like you can send me home, you know. And they're like, what? And then they end up closing the door. The the I'm like, my bus was about to leave. It's like you know, like three twenty dismissal. The bell goes off. Time to go home. So I try to get up out the chair like while I'm in the principal's office. And the resource officer's in there or whatever. Then as I'm getting up out the chair, I remember this shit like it was yesterday. Basically, like, I, like, tried to get out of the room or whatever, and they, like, basically, like, the resource officer grabbed me and, like, yanked me and, like, threw me back into the chair, and, like, the trash can fell over. And then, like, I'm like, yo, what's going on? Like, this is unnecessary force. And they're like, what do you <laughs> mean? Like, you hit, you hit him. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. It was crazy. And then, like, they're basically like, oh, man, like, you know, like, you're not, I guess you're not going home. And I was like, what do you mean? I didn't hit anybody. Like, why would somebody, why would a kid hit a police officer? First off, that uh-huh. doesn't make any sense. So I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like, I was like, I know you're not serious. Like, I can't wait to tell my parents, like, we're going to sue the school type shit. Like, like let's get it. Like, And they're like, for real? And I'm like, yeah. And then and then he's like, oh, we got something for you. So he, like, puts me in handcuffs. They're like, you know, like calling me, like, all types of racial slurs and shit. Like, Damn. I didn't even think that shit was real. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, was, I'm not, like, I'm not from the streets or anything. I'm from the suburbs. Like, you know, I'm like, bro, this shit doesn't happen in the suburbs. Like, there's nothing that I'm not. I'm harmless to, to like, the police or to people. You know what I mean? I'm a mm-hmm. nice kid. Like, you know, so then that shit happens, and they basically take me to jail, and they're just Damn. like, you know, got something for you type shit. Like, you're going to see. Like, you don't go against like the system basically is what I learned. And then like I'm in jail and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you know, I get out of jail. They're like, you either like can go to trial for assaulting a police officer or go to a military academy type shit. And I went to a military, it was called U Challenge Academy. There was a lot of people that probably went there, you know? And I had to like get a GED and shit. Shit was crazy, you know what I mean? And after that I go to the Art Institute. So I'm like, shit, all these situations are happening. They're showing me like this, path of like school and and nine to five or whatever even if it's a successful nine to five it it, that's just not for me something's telling me that i'm supposed to be speaking to the people whether it's through sound or through you know and basically at that point like um after um, military school, when I was in military school, I was like away from my family and all my friends for like, like you know, six months, and and, and that basically. That wasn't
0: in Georgia. Where was it? It was. It was oh. in
1: Augusta. It's called Youth okay. Challenge Academy. It's like for troubled ki- you know, troubled youth. I guess like so. It was like some like that shit made me feel like I was kidnapped, but it was yeah. like discipline at the same time. So I tried to find the good in all these situations. I'm like, damn, I'm away from everybody for six months. But I'm around people. And some, and the people here are telling me, like, why are you even here? Like, you're not even supposed to be here. It's kind of like with the music. It's like, why am I known as this, like, trap producer when I started out as a rapper? And I make all different types of music, like pop, R&B, all this different stuff. But I'm in this this specific box. So I'm like, hmm, how can I... Like use this to my advantage. So once I get out of that shit, um, I go to Art Institute. I'm like, okay, this is where a lot of musicians are going to be at. Once I go to Art Institute, I get a client base of people. Then I become popular on campus as an engineer. Then after that, I'm like, hmm, I'm done with Art Institute. What's next? Okay. All these kids go to parties and they all go to Art Institute. So these kids are partying and they like music. So how do I get on the mic at the party or have them play my music? I'm like, hmm, they don't want to hear my music because I don't look like a rapper I have mm-hmm. a book bag I look like a backpack rapper I don't look like a drug dealer or whatever the fuck like you know what I mean mm-hmm. like the image the aesthetic of the drip of the new rap, you know right. so I'm like all right whatever like who looks like that who does mm-hmm. like I can create anything I can you know just having determination good attitude you know and 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 that's why I say is like for anybody that's in a in a situation where like they feel like they they tried everything they could it's like Okay, now try to find some people that, like, they may not, like, be exactly the same as you, but try to find some people with, like, like-minded values or that you feel like are just as determined and, like, help them out and, like, make sure that they actually genuinely want to help you in return. And then it, it it has to work at that point. Like, if and if it's meant for you and you're working with people that are serious, just as serious as you, because it's, it's also, like, people... You might be, like, if you're the smartest person in your in your situation or you're the best in that situation, that's not the best situation. You're supposed to be in situations where there's people that are also better than you in ways. And you can't just, like, expect to turn up and if you're the best person and then everybody else is, like, kind of, like, lacking or, you know. Mm-hmm. And in my situation, I was the youngest person in OGG. Mm-hmm. So— I might have been the strongest musically, but in other areas, like I'm, I was still maturing. Like you know, I wasn't, I had never really even been to clubs and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So, like that was a situation where I learned a lot, you know. And, um, yeah. So it's kind of like that shit was on some like family shit. And I basically feel like as a as a producer, or artist would have you. Anybody wants to be a musician, you create a family, um, and c- kind of create like a fraternity almost around you and your vision and Find people who have a like-minded vision, create a brand, elevate it, and you know let everybody shine how they want to. You know,
0: yeah. how how do you like? Because when you when you when you're, you're trying as a producer, and you're trying to find like a local artist to to work and build with especially like uh, when you said like you try to find someone that's like a hustler or something like that I feel like those situations could be hard because you got someone that's like one foot in the music one foot in the street still they yeah. might drop a project then they don't drop for a year Right. and you're right. like yo what the fuck damn I just spent the last three months every day building with you and shit I thought we got plans and all of a sudden yeah. damn, fuck that music shit like right. what are your thoughts on that
1: and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I was like, bro, I have to work. Like, when I was working with Maco and with Key, I was like, I'm working with both of y'all. Like, I can't choose one over the other. Like, you know, they're like, why are you working with, bro? Like, oh, like, like, you're fucking with the ops. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't fuck with bro no more or vice versa. Like, why are you still working with bro? Like, we already fell out. I thought you were on my side or my. And I was like, I started with bro. How am I supposed to shift and go work with bro? And still not work with my my homies, my team. And. Like, bro, we should all be working together. And I would just push, like, bro, we should all be working together. Like, that's on y'all if Mm y'all are, you know. So you basically find somebody that, that like, and you you have to kind of just tell them. That's what it is. Like, I, I watch interviews from, like, people, like, I used to watch, like, even, like, all the producer grind interviews. Like, I'm what people would say a big producer, but I still, like, humble myself and watch all the interviews you guys, but mm. I watch, I, I like study and study the personalities of some of these people. And it's like you can come from whatever background, be whoever, but when it's time to state your piece, like as a as a, as a man or even the female producers, wh- whoever you are, you gotta basically say what you mean and mean what you say. So I think it's that, like once you meet that artist or somebody that you feel like has talent, you have to tell them like, look, like like, in this area, I think you're really bright. But in these areas, I think you might be fucking up. And if you fix these things, you might be in a better position. And and then it, also, if they're doing hella crazy-ass shit, like, that you're like, bro, this shit can get you fucked up and in trouble. Like, you shouldn't, I don't know, like, which path you want to go down. Like, right. I'm trying to help. Like, you know what I mean? You got to mm-hmm. kind of be the light in the dark, I guess. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like,
0: yeah.
1: like some of the, the the best people are put in, like, the darkest places to, like, kind
0: of change the, the outlook of it, you know what I mean? Like, you know. See, So you guys are building, you know, you're working, putting out music on a smaller scale than you guessed it was like the first, your first. Nah, it was a song, it? it
1: was a song called, uh, It was a song called Roadrunner. So I'll tell you, I'll give you a little brief overview. So Roadrunner, we did that shit, right? And after I did Roadrunner, I was like, okay, I finally learned how to make a trap beat that sounded good. Because, you know, I just started using FL Studio this year. My little brother actually taught me how to use FL Studio. I was using Logic before that. So I was making all my beats in Logic Pro. You know, my homies, Jay Isaac, and um, he was using Logic. And Deco was using FL. So I was like, eventually I'm going to get to FL. But like... You know, and that's why I was like, Deco, join OGG. You use FL. You have the sound that's on the radio that people are looking for. You know, even though I'm like, you know, he's going to go get all the placements. It's like, this is good. Somebody needs to get him. Like, like, bro, you have what they're looking for. Like, I promise you. Because he had like 100 beats uploaded to YouTube. I was like, bro, take these down. Like, what are you doing? Like, these are these are the same. I was like, these same beats are the beats that you're going to hear A-list celebrities on. I promise you. I guarantee it. Like, you know what I mean? Same with Parker. I was like, bro, like these beats are crazy. Like you, you have to like, like, like which like which way you want to do, you want to be big? You want to be like, there's no in between. It's like, go hard, go home. And you already went hard. You just need the relationships and people to connect the dots. So I looked at it like this, right? If you take a hustler, they might be selling or moving, whatever, right? If you take them and tell them to push beats, and push music. If they're a salesman, if you're a hustler, if you know how to get money, you can get money from whatever. You could sell bottled water, like you know what Thanks. I mean. So that's how you got to do it, you know. And and um, I think um, like it's just a combination of that, cause cause if like I might have been one of the people who thought that I was gonna be successful, but I don't know. Maybe they thought that they were gonna be successful quicker, and then and then and then like after I made the Roadrunner record or whatever. Like, a whole, like, aesthetic of, like, all these, like, street artists and stuff that I would never, like, usually be in the same room with, like, started wanting to work with me and stuff. And I was like, hmm, this is interesting. So, it is working. You know, it's a shift. Like, when the the universal shift, it's like, oh, shit. Like, so I need to keep doing this. And then, basically...
0: What is that shift like, though?
1: It's like (laughs) you basically realize that, like... In your mind, despite if everybody's telling you like, oh, this like if if people are kind of might like it might be your parents or whoever, they might be like, no, nah, don't do this or don't do that. But you might be like, like, I know this is going to work, you yeah, know, I can relate. And if it's not something crazy that you're going to like, you know, like, I'm not going to I'm not like in the trap or something cra- like and now I realize my parents are looking at what these artists look like or how these artists act or whatever. And they're like, no, like you can't be around people like that. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, these are normal people. Like, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people don't know. Like I met Macko at Georgia State. Like these people were in college and stuff, too. I'm like, bro, just because somebody might look like this or act like this doesn't mean they're not as intelligent as you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like they just hopefully like you can. Get these people to not do as much dangerous shit, you know, and not be mm-hmm. around dangerous people. But these all these people are good people. Everybody's just trying to do what they can to survive, you know? So basically when Roadrunner came out, um, the hook was like matching Flex and Opera Stunt, like I've been road running, Money to Sun, it basically he got that record to all the DJs kind of like one by one, like different clubs. He would get the DJs to spin it. Once the DJs started spinning it, Key heard it. Then Key was like. You know, Key helped change everything, because he was already working with Mike Will and all them, and 2-9, you know, Curtis Williams, yeah. all those guys, like, it's like, CG. brothers, like, all those guys, like, like the bros, so they already kind of had a platform, so we kind of, like, went under the wing a little bit, started like, okay, what shows are they performing on? How do we perform on these shows? Like, you know, I, all 10 of us can't perform, but, you know, Mako has money, and he is like respected in this scene and he can kind of go thug it. Like, so he's going to, we're going to have him open up on all these things. And, and, you know, like my boy Breeland was in the fashion shit heavy. So he's going to connect the dots with the fashion shit. Make sure sh- like, and that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like when you, it, that's what the shift, what the shift is like when everything starts to upgrade and improve, like everything, your, your life starts to, imp- like, it's even on some shit where like, even exercising is important. Eating right is important. Being around the right people, like cutting out bad bad habits. Even if it's like, oh, if you smoke hella weeds, you might have to cut that in half. Like, you know what I mean? Everything that you're doing, you might have to like go back to the fundamentals because we get used to having all this shit. Like even when you get bigger and bigger, you get used to the lifestyle and then you start, you forget to realize like, damn, like I came from this. So I have to still remember, like, I have to be able to like, like, you know, not not smoke weed or not like you know I have to I might have to go somewhere and pull up in a suit or like I have to basically still be able to adapt to like mm. what's going on and remember where I came from to make sure that I don't overextend what I'm trying to do and or mess mm. up my situation from not from taking shit for granted because I think shit is gonna just keep going even with the money man it's like so much man. I, it's crazy, mm-hmm. the traveling, all this shit, like, but it's, it all comes with, it, it It all starts happening so fast, and you just have to kind of go with it and adapt, and, like, you know, life, universe, like, the, everything will just start providing for you, mm-hmm. like, if you're on the right, like, if you go with the flow type of thing, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: So. And then, how did the You guess Your record come about? There is a rumor out there that... OG it's day, crazy, or right? like that. <laughs> oh man, see that, that's what i'm saying so that's
1: why like that's at that time that's why we kind of like we kind of like kind of fell out a little bit before that but at that time that's why i kind of like went to a point where it was like nah bro like we we're not on speaking terms for a while you know what i mean because yeah. it was just like that never happened you know so it's like he basically like he exaggerated it he like he like Grabbed a pair of headphones from me, and then like you know, we weren't talking for a while, and then I start hearing these rumors that he said he slapped me, and then the th- and that's when I was like hanging out with Key a lot, and then he and also really, really
3: slapped somebody. Yeah, <laughs> I'm
1: like, bro, like, what's going on? Like, bro, this is crazy. You know, it was like, man, I don't know what happened. To, it was even a point where like, bro, like, on some crazy shit. One time they like spelt my name wrong on the record, like on Damn. some like took the H out of my out of the Thomas, like on some. <laughs> or like just bro just crazy shit like Brandon Thompson instead of Brandon oh, Thomas wow. I'm like bro y'all are tripping like yeah. and I and I just had to be like bro like,
0: on his name. Like, right. <laughs> like I
1: have all the music on my hard drive so if y'all want stems and sessions like now it's just straight business like like that's when I that's when I realized right there like whoa this shit is like all this friendly shit like don't get it twisted like I need my bread so now it's like okay who represents this guy? Because I don't represent this guy anymore. If if Brett's going to be saying stuff like that, and I don't, I don't even think it was him necessarily. I think it was the people who was around. He was kind of changing a bit, and I was like okay, so I need to sit down with his manager. So I sat down with Coach K. I'm like, I need to be paid for X, Y, and Z. Um, what's the next steps with this? This is your artist. How do you plan on moving with them? Because I wasn't in a lot of the initial meetings and stuff. But, you know, when you're when you're a good person and you do good things, you kind of know shit is going to translate eventually. Like, you might help somebody out a whole lot and they might not realize it at the time and then they'll realize it later. Like, mm-hmm. me and Mac are good friends now. Like, I talk to them, you know, every other week, you know? And it's like, once you kind of, what it's like, he, we can't. Even if we wanted to stop speaking, we couldn't. It's like we're to, we change each other's realities. Like once you, it could be your worst enemy. But if they did something to help you change your life, when you wake up every morning, you're gonna think about that person. Like throughout the day, like not like you know what I mean. But you, yeah. that person gonna cross your mind. It's like you can't like pretend like. Like, you don't know that that person helped you out. So I just felt like at that time, since him and Key were beefing, he was, they were dissing each other and stuff. And there was just a lot of like tension and crazy shit going on in Atlanta. I kind of just had to separate myself. And that's when like around that time, All that crazy shit was happening, and I was like, damn, I did all this work and got to this point where I'm respected in Atlanta, now people are trying to tear down my name, slander my name, spell my name wrong on records, do all types of weird shit, because I don't want to sign to this person, I don't want to do this, or I don't want to be around these people, I might stop hanging around certain people, and it's just like, you know, people like, oh, BT changed, whatever, they might think, oh, he's secretly signed to somebody, he he just got a million dollar check or whatever. I'm like, bro, I'm independent. I'm grinding it up. Like I'm working hard. Like this shit's crazy. Like y'all are like, you know what I mean? But, and I, I stopped being as nice. And then I basically, I'm like, okay, there's about to be a shift. Like, so mm-hmm. who, who do I need to be around now? So I started being around the people that I'm like, damn, like Sunny Digital really helped me out a lot. Um, You know, there's a lot of different people that I was like, damn, these people really helped me. Man Man, you know, and I started hanging around them. I started traveling. And then that's when I got word that like uh Kanye was fucking with my shit. So I started working with like, you know, his team. Then I went to Cali, then then Japan. Then after that came back, then went to um, you know, Australia, you know, um, like different places, like internationally. And like I started to see like whoa, like, we don't even know how big our music is.
0: Yeah. So you know like, what I mean? Back, back up a little bit, because you just said I was in Paris with Kanye, Japan. Which... No,
1: not Paris with Kanye. I went to New York to work. Like, he basically flew me out to work in New York City, right?
0: Well, first of all, what, what was it like? He, he was, It was crazy. It was like, it was, like, it was on, just surreal.
1: It was like, I didn't even believe it. Like, I, I, I remember... I was I was at um I was in Decatur actually. I was working with this guy, Pyramid Quince from Awful Records or whatever. And, it, and we were working on a record, just like some late night shit in East Atlanta, you know. Um, and then I think it was the same, like around the same time, like I I I did like shrooms or some shit with McConan. And I was just <laughs> like on some like, bro, I was like, damn, all this shit, like it's still just some regular everyday shit. Like all these people that, that thought like we're gonna make millions of dollars and shit in Atlanta is just like, you know shit is just moving slower than I thought. But, you know, Atlanta moves a little slow, despite what people might think from the outside. When you come to Atlanta, it's like a slower-paced city. So I'm like, damn, bro, like, what's going on? And then when I start thinking and talking to the universe and shit, I'm like, hmm, okay, so this is what I want to do, writing my goals down, writing shit down on paper, stuff like that. Basically, I get a call. I fly out there to work um, because they're like, send a beat. And I'm like, I'm like, the send, send beats what do you mean like i'll send one because at the time i i'm known for creating all my beats in front of people i make beats in front of people you know most of the time and i'm hands-on with the process i'm on some bedroom producer shit at the time so i'm like send beats i'll send one you know and i guess since i was like i'll send one instead of sending multiple they're like oh shit, like you know what i mean mm. and i'm like tell them to fly me out you know
0: <laughs> so, super
1: bold yeah Cause it's like, bro. At the mm. end of the day, what am I gonna do? Send, bro, five beats. It's not like he's gonna rap on them and put them out. I did a song with Kanye. And he got the he got ASAP Rocky on that shit. And I met Rocky at uh Mike Will's one of Mike Will's ear drummers parties like a couple years ago. And then he was like, "Yo, I just got on your beat. You're Brandon Time. And I'm like, "Damn, if bro mm. knows who I am." And and what song was it? It's it was a song called Whole Lot of Money. It never even dropped. Like mm. you know what I mean. And it was just it was it was a, a super dope song. Like you know. And then uh, I heard. Um a version of um the song with like the weekend on it because after once you once you start working with people like Kanye, believe it or not, bro, that shit really changes everything, even if the music don't come out, just the relationships that you meet around those people is cr- it's crazy, man like the label run when you're working with these people you start going to all the labels, just everything changes. so I ended up meeting this guy Pablo Dylan. he's Bob Dylan's grandson. I met him after oh, wow. I left um New York and went to Cali and shit. Cause I, at that point, after I started working with Ye and shit, I was like, shit is not really moving how I thought it was in Atlanta, so I don't even want to go back to Atlanta for right now. I want to go to Cali. And I literally started traveling, and, like, I I didn't stop. I became, like, that's what I mean. Like, I became, like, addicted to traveling and getting on airplanes and going to new places, meeting new people, going to different studios. It costs you know? a lot of money. It does. And that's where, that's where I was like, hmm, okay. So I—, I felt the feeling of what it feels like to travel the world independently, you know, like, and 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 I can say like um from that experience, like um working with like, you know, some superstars and stuff, I, I kind of learned more about like my worth as a producer. And I feel like I'm still learning, you know, but um man, like I I, I learned that like basically on one of the things Kanye said to me was like he's like, this shit is the NBA. Like you're in the NBA now. Like you know, like it's like you know. Sahi, the Prince was there too, and that was really cool because he's from Atlanta, so I got to chop it up with him. But like, I got to see the way the studio flows. I got to see the way everything. I basically learned. Like I even I told Madonna this. I was like, like when I when I left the studio, I was like, after a couple of days, I was like, everything that I learned, like growing up and shit, that I thought I knew about music, that I learned from Atlanta, like, I realized that I don't really know shit, and like I learned so much more in this three days of these studio sessions that I've ever learned like working in Atlanta. Damn. Mm. So I felt like when I worked with Kanye, I felt like a new producer. I felt like it was day one. type again.
0: What were some of the like, give us one revelation that you had or something like that?
1: Um, Just seeing the way he cooks up and like how, like, he's like, he's like one with the music. like, like like, bro was wearing these like Timbaland boots and like, he was making the beat and he was like jumping up and down like with the kick drum and shit like on some <laughs> like, he's like on some now you feeling it like it's like it's disney like it's, it's just cra- <laughs> it's crazy it's like i was like damn bro's really like in the music like he's one with the music you know and then everybody he gets everybody kind of on the same wavelength and everybody's just creating like mm. like let's make the dopest shit ever mm. kind of like and and kind of like how that you know that new that new dreamville clip of them like going crazy with that shit it's like it's like that it's like damn like they're really going crazy like everybody's cohesively working together to create the best product and mm. that's what i kind of learned a from a bunch that. of
0: minds come together yeah
1: like when minds coming together because a lot of the times on the come up people don't really want to actually work together or give each other the secrets to like success and mm. how they did stuff mm. everybody kind of wants to like what i notice is like they will help each other based on what they can get out of the other person and then like the relationship just kind of phases out and it's like yeah. you ever have like like all these numbers and contacts in your phone of people who you chopped <laughs> it up with and dapped up like and, and it's like on, right? yeah and come it's like back. oh we're supposed to work or we're supposed to do this or we're supposed and it's like it's probably never going to happen unless you like went out of your way to but it's like how come people can't meet halfway more often you right. know mm-hmm. and then i'm like damn and that's another thing i'm like damn if these people will fly me out and work with me it's like it almost made me feel like, damn, like I've been being almost disrespected by a lot of these artists Thanks. and people that and I didn't even think of it like that. Because at that time, before I got to work with, with famous people, I was like, damn, like, I I thought it was like, like, I thought it was an opportunity for me to get somebody to rap on my beat
3: when it's really the other way around.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know what I mean? Like, do you think that's part of the process, though? Like, do you think that portion of like that time period of like feeling almost like you said, disrespected. Do you think that's a process to when you get to the finally like the Kanye level, it's necessary to go through that or? Hell no, bro. You don't
1: spit on the table. Nah, you good. You good. No, but look, like, bro, to be honest with you, I don't think it's it's good to be, to feel disrespected or to feel tried. Like, that's just not cool. Like, it basically like it can discourage you and make you feel like, like, what am I even doing this for? Mm -hmm. I think for some people, though, that shit kind of makes, like, puts pressure on them. And if you're good under pressure, then you'll, like, you know, rise above the situation. But it makes it take a lot longer because it makes you, like, less confident. So for a while, I was, like, less confident in my production. I didn't really know, like, like, if people were gonna accept what i was making and then it got to a point where you start meeting more and more people and you become like like damn like
3: everybody's coming to me for what's cool and what's you know next or so is people what helped you kind of become more confident in your music or like what helped you like me and you were talking about this earlier sometimes there'll be months where you're making beats and it's just like bro this is just trash so where do you get to the point like how did you get to the point where it's like yo i actually even if, like, it may be trash in my mind, but it's actually good music. Traveling.
1: Yeah. Traveling because, okay, you might go to, like, okay, in Germany, for instance. I was recently in Germany in January. I brought my little brother out there. like brought, like, five, six of my friends, like, you know. um, Basically, I got to see that, like, they're making trap beats, but their shit sounds like 2009, like old well, Drake. Mm, and mm, I'm like, whoa, mm. but... So, a trap beat I make that might be a throwaway trap they'll beat, be like, they'll be like, yo, bro, crazy. this is crazy. And I'm right. like, oh, bro, mm-hmm. this might be one of the worst beats I have on my computer. You yeah, know that. what I mean? But to them, it might be crazy. Or, like, mm-hmm. you know, you might go to New York and be like, okay, now it's time to bring out some of those old ass 90s beats that I made a couple years ago. And then people fuck with it, you know? Like, mm. yeah. Like, one time I played a beat to, to Jim Jones that, like, was <laughs> like Jones. old as fuck. <laughs> it was like an old ass beat from like five years ago. And he, like, really fucked with it. And I was like, "Damn, I never thought somebody would like this, you know, mm-hmm. or like you'll um you'll get a you might get a a record in a commercial or like some sync license and, shit and be like, "Damn, like this random interlude that didn't even have drums like is usable too, like you know, yeah. and you were thinking of the opinion of what the person that you might have played the music was, what, was was telling you about it, but you say you think of the pain? You think of the opinion of what oh, the person opinion? that you were playing the music to tells you about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
0: You think that's the whole world's opinion on it? Yeah,
1: you know. But once you start traveling, you start seeing the different people like different things. Like not everybody listens to trap music all day. Not everybody Mm -hmm. listens to like, you know, certain types of shit. Like when you go to Cali, it's the West Coast shit. So that's Mm -hmm. what I mean. Going to these different cities for like a month at a time, sometimes even longer, you know, just cooking up every day and getting inspired by the sounds of what they have going on and the elements of what they do you basically adapt to their sound and start making different types of beats in different cities that you go to. Mm.
3: You
0: Where know? have you found that your music resonates? Like, you're, you're as an artist, um, like on your SoundCloud analytics or whatever. As an artist, I feel like my,
1: SoundCloud's cool too. Um, Shout out to SoundCloud. I'm actually like, was one of their first, like, premiere members. Like, I actually went up to their office when they had the San Francisco office. Mm. They closed that shit down. Oh, for real? Yeah, I went to the Germany office too, but basically, like, SoundCloud, like, I think, more for me i think my music kind of re- resonates more in like the uk and like you know asia like for some reason in asia they allow you to make like kind of like whatever you want like like more in depth arrangements you know what i mean what do you mean what do
3: you mean by in depth arrangements
1: like like for instance in america like you can't really change the chords up too much it's like it's the same like four, four bar four. Oh, okay like just basic like eight bar mm-hmm. loops. Mm-hmm. But they the they got like, like
3: sixteen. They have like full chord progressions throughout the entire. Yeah, song. Like, like intro, action. like yeah.
1: intro hook, verse part A, B, C, mm-hmm. D is pre hook, mm. chorus to post chorus to you know like All right. just a more in depth arrangement. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, like you just realize that like chasing. You, basically you realize that you have to do what you want to do like in your mind Like if you want to make trap music like go crazy and focus on that shit If you want to make this you want And that's one of the crazy things about it like meeting people like Dico Seeing like, like damn I wouldn't think Deco would be like such a dope crazy trap producer That's like way better than me at making trap beats and all this shit Like when like I meet certain producers I'm like damn this guy's incredible Like you know what I mean I'm like damn what like make It might make me rethink what I'm doing you know? Facts right <laughs> And <laughs> I'm like whoa, people need to hear this. So it's like collaborating with people, and then it also comes to a point where you kind of become like a, like more of a music director too. Like, and that's kind of the stuff that I, like when I like met like Quincy Jones and stuff. I kind of see like they, they look at it as like on like a bit way bigger scale, like on some orchestra shit. Like it's like, like I I feel like at a, like the more time I started spending on my laptop, the less traveling and the less money I was making you know and then Mm -hmm. when I was getting paid it would be to come to a studio session for an hour or two Mm -hmm. maybe four hours max you know nobody's gonna book studio topper 24 hours you know what I mean especially Mm -hmm. these big studios no matter who the artist is like they're only booking a a certain amount of time like that you know because people have budgets like you know everybody's a normal person at the end of the day you know Mm -hmm. they have a certain budget It might be Way higher than yours, but it's still a budget, you know? Like, nobody can just ball out and go crazy like you may think, you know? And then kind of just work with these people. And if they don't know what they want, then tell them what you think sounds good for them. especially basically be vocal with your opinion and kind of just
3: make sure you, like, speak your mind and tell people what you think, you know? I got a question. So you have all these experiences, right? Working with Kanye, traveling the world. How do you monetize these experiences and actually, instead of just walking away with just the experience actually how do you turn that into okay i learned this at this experience how do i make more money off of this
1: well i can say one thing is making sure that like that's the thing it's like being independent you're gonna you're gonna learn a lot more i guess but you're gonna like lose you're gonna learn a lot more and make a lot of money a lot more money in the in the beginning but then you kind of like start losing money because you don't exactly know Everything to do, so it's like a learning process more when you're independent, mm-hmm. versus you like get, if when you, you sign to major
0: leagues, kind of. Yeah,
1: like like you kind of like are just like like learning day by day, versus when you sign to a label, with somebody that kind of tells you what to do. Yeah, you know? they oversee everything. Yeah, you just do like kind of what they say, versus like mm-hmm. figuring it out yourself. Why and did you never sign? Because at the time, like. I was kind of scared to sign like I didn't know like what like because it was weird it was like the record was so big like that I didn't know like who was the best person to sign to and to be honest like most of my catalog that I had was like stuff that was completely opposite of that mm. you know what I mean it was mm. like stuff that like
0: we were like, just talking about that um what were we talking about it uh where they were talking about that can, can that can be a bad thing when you blow up off of something random oh mario
3: was wasn't Mario, Mario talking yeah, about Yeah, we were talking about cosigns Yeah Nah, the, nah I don't, When they, the song you blow up is bigger than the actual artist Nah,
0: nah, we were talking about Because we asked them Their sa-
3: sampling Who the hell was it? Oh, that was C-Clip C-Clip, we were C-clip. Talking about- yeah, yeah, facts yeah. Shout out to
0: C-Clip And he was saying like When you go outside of your shit Like if you were to just make an EDM Say you're just doing your regular thing as a producer You make trap beats But you just made an EDM beat and it blew up Now everyone's expecting more of that And you're like, yeah. bro, I don't even do that shit Like I don't even know how to do that
1: Yeah See, yeah. yeah, that's that's basically what it is. It's like you, like some of these records are like in the moment, and then mm-hmm. I think that's when you, that's when you kind of like, start to slow down as a as a producer, as an artist, when you're like trying to like remake the song that got you big. Mm-hmm. You know, Take like when you're trying to like because like then you're trying to redo yourself, what you already did, and the universe yeah. kind of like time doesn't, you can't never go
3: backwards. Like right. time keeps moving forward. Mm. You know, keep reinventing yourself. Yeah, like y'all can you, never go back and make a, you guessed it, again. No. Like that was just a captured a moment.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So and cold. the fact that we were so pressured into doing that kind of like right. slowed us down kind of because we were just like... Trying to force
3: something. Oh, that you're pressured not, to yeah. redo it. You're saying.
1: Yeah, like to remake that sound, like to uh-huh. make a whole album or, for instance, it sounds like that or keep mm-hmm. making tapes to sound like that. Is that where the hearing, labels wanted? Yeah. And then yeah. we're hearing other people redo that sound too. And then... We're just like, what's going on? Like this, they you you end up kind of getting frustrated with the wave that you kind of create right. when yeah. at that point when they're like trying to get you to redo some shit that you 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 know what I mean, and then yeah, you start doing different shit and those same people those same connections might not be interested as much anymore in the in the other shit that you make, you know, mm-hmm. like like your house beats or whatever, you know what I mean? But then that's the thing, like you go find the people that are interested in the house music and that's what I'm saying, as an independent producer, it's going to be hard, especially if you make multi-genres because it's like you have to find different people who, so networking is a very important thing when you're independent. But then like, you know, I don't know, like some of my friends at the time were telling me like, don't, like hold out, don't sign to a label yet, especially if five labels are offering you deals at once, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, you just kind of like, damn, maybe I can do it myself, you know, mm. especially with the traveling. Then you start meeting people that are like, you start meeting private investors and stuff and people that just like want to see you do good. They'll just mm. like kind of help invest in you and stuff. And that's a blessing as well. Like, How you know so, you meet
0: those guys?
1: Traveling, being <laughs> in the right club at the right time, talking to people, like mm. it's really... Regular it's re- life shit? Yes, yeah, but yeah, doing regular life shit in the places where the 1% is at. Mm. Mm. That's the that's the the gem right there. Get around the people that are in the one percent.
0: And then what do you it's do? How do you, go, how do you go and shake a hand and start those conversations? Let
1: <laughs> kind of um, like it. It naturally. Not, it's
2: one percent. You You're gonna start a conversation? You gonna be
1: Um, it. like, hmm, so good example. Well, one time there was this my my friend Laven Cali. He had a show, and I basically like um Quincy Jones was in the in the audience, like sitting down. I was like, bro, Quincy bought a ticket to your show, bro. This is crazy, I, like. What the fuck? They're like, yeah, he's here, like he's right there. I'm like, bro, I'm about to go talk to him right now. And I'm in my mind, I'm like, kind of nervous about it. It's like when you go up and talk to like, like, you know, like a hot girl. Like you, you might be like, damn, like, what am I about to say? Right. And you just put your game <laughs> face on, like, okay, it's either they're gonna fuck with me or they're not. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's Cheap either they're shot, gonna. Right? Yeah, they might be like, oh, bros, different than I expected, or like, you know, he's kind of eccentric or whatever. But it's like, either they're gonna be into me or they're not you know Mm. and it's you just go up to these people and just be like yo what's up nice to meet you you know like like Quincy Jones I was like yo what's good nice to meet you I'm Brandon Thomas squeezed his hand super hard like looked him dead in the eye like yo bro like everything happens for a reason I'm so glad I get to meet you right now bro and he's just like he's like word like he respected it you know he was like damn like you squeezed my hand kind of (laughs) hard but I was like bro like like, bro, like, this shit is crazy. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I can't pretend, like, this is not crazy that I'm meeting somebody who helped shape Michael Jackson's shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, not even gassing it up. Like, this is crazy, bro. Like, I never would think that from where I come from, I'll be able to have a, a moment or an opportunity like this to even meet you. Like, you know? One day we could sit down i could play mm. some music shit like that it'd be dope and basically i got to ask him some questions and like about like you know like music now versus music then and shit. because he's like where are you from like i'm from atlanta he's like man I, I spent time in atlanta like he told me he used to be in the marines at a certain point or some shit. like mm. or yeah like he was in the army or something like he was in the military basically at a certain point he said he remembers going to atlanta and he was just like you know uh i was like what's some good advice you know because i'm about to turn um i think i was turning um 23 or something like 22, 23. And he was like, I was like, what's some good advice? I'm about to like, um, my birthday's coming up. And he was like, um, well, what I can say is just keep being humble. This shit is still the same as it was in the 60s. And I was like, what do you mean? I kind of thought about it. And then, you know, at that moment, other people start coming up to talk to him. Like Drake's dad was there in the club and like kind of like moved me out the way to talk to him, take pictures and stuff. And I took a picture of him kind of shit before I dipped and or whatever, but Basically he was like, man, this shit is the same as it was in the sixties. Like he's like hip hop was created from jazz and swing, like swing music. So like, you know. I'm gonna have and to go
0: back and study that.
1: Kinda made me think like like okay, to make it make sense more, it kinda made me think about like, okay, like at the time like, when I met Maconan, for instance, like, when I was young, like, I was like, damn, Maconan reminds me of, like, Elton John or, like, a Beatles-type vibe. They were saying Maco was, like, rap James Brown. Like, they were saying the Migos were the Beatles, shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, okay. Like, it's, like, for today, for our modern time, the tempo of, like, what jazz was is kind of, like, faster. We're in, like, a more digital age to you know, the music's faster and these artists— that are the stars of today are big, like how those artists were. But to us, those artists were bigger cause there was no like internet or, mm-hmm. and the internet makes artists big, but it also makes um, music kind of like oversaturated with one sound, like with the internet and with like the access to like getting studio equipment, and all this stuff easily, it just makes like the, they're, the, the pool of artists, like oversaturated, I guess, mm-hmm. which is what makes us feel like artists are not as big today as they were back in the day, but I feel like they might be even bigger, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. So that's basically what I got from, like, you know,
0: Now, your, your song kind of blew up. Your your first song kind of blew up in that pre-Spotify time when people right, were all right, the way on Spotify. Right. People were still legally downloading. People were going to pit live mixtapes and stuff. That was a weird time. Like right. in the music space, that transition. Downloader. I was yeah. downloading all this shit. Hell yeah, I definitely didn't have Spotify <laughs> and stuff back in. Still yeah, wondering yeah, what the heck Spotify <laughs> was. All
1: right, I remember our shit came out the same week as Tuesday came out with with McCown and oh, Drake bro. and shit, yeah. and
3: yeah.
1: yeah, he was telling us like, "Bro, Drake's on Drake got on this shit." Like, I was like, "Bro, Drake, bro, like, are you serious?" Drake. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Drake. <laughs> I was like, I, "Like, I was like, let's see this shit." Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that shit dropped. Sure enough, that shit was everywhere, going crazy. You know, like. Man, like, think about, like, for instance, even this, like, Lil Nas X guy. Like, Brez really, like, doing his thing right yeah, now. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, right. it's, he's going to be... Like, I don't... Like, okay, like, for instance, with these artists, like, the viral artists that just go viral super quick and blow up with these big hits, it's good. Because it gets you out there quick, but then, like, you kind of see, like, a quicker... Like decline, decline a yeah. little bit too, and I, I don't like to use the word decline because that kind of sounds bad, like like my car decline type, like you know. What I'm <laughs> saying? It's like but it really is, but it's
3: like <laughs> it really is though. It's like yeah, it it's like away. it's faint a faint
1: trend away. more. It's like it's more trendy mm-hmm. and more what people like for the time. And if you can't recreate it, which how you probably can't, most likely can't recreate it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then it's like that wave kind of becomes taken over by the people who like. That type of music or whatever, like another new artist that wants to kind of take over. You know what I mean? Like, I got to meet um, RIP, I got to meet uh, XXX and I even talked to him. He's like, he was like, damn, what happened to, to, like, when I met him, I was like, yeah, I'm BT, did you guess it, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, basic introduction. He was, he was like, word, man, like, I used to listen to your shit back in the day. Like, you produced for Cardi, Yadi, all those guys. Like, and I was like, yeah, like, they're all, like, you know, doing pretty well. He's like, what happened to, um, to OG Macko and I was like bro I think he was like ahead of his time and like he was like yeah bro they like took his wave and ran with it you know Mm -hmm. what I mean he's like he's one of my influences Mm -hmm. you know and to hear XXX say that Macko is one of his influences I was like wait what the fuck like like I was just about to tell you you're influential to me or Blockboy JB for instance I met him at Coachella he's like bro uh, like I was like bro like a lot of people like where I'm from like look up to you type shit like you really like like put the South like in a good spot right now like with this look alive shit and he's like bro He's like, he's like, bro. I was listening to you like in high school, like you know what I mean. Like, I'm like, damn, bro. Like, how old are you? He's like, I'm 21. I'm like, what the fuck, like, you know Uncle what I mean? James like, is
2: 20, he was 21.
1: Like, he was 21. Like when I was at Coachella, it's probably like a year or two ago. Like,
3: but still, I was thinking
1: he's but like But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm 24. Real, nah. so, I thought he was like an adult, though. Nah, 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 yeah, you? and it's like that's what I mean. Like we we forget that time is really moving. Like right, you know bro. what I mean. So so I'm saying it might not be so good to be a super big at one point and kind of so, I you think know, the gradual growth is better you
2: know? Definitely. how do you feel about well I don't know if it was like that back then but you know nowadays producers and artists they come out and they're like sound, sounding or like looking identical to somebody else like copying shit so I think that shit is kind of like, weird what do you feel about how do you feel about that <laughs>
1: <laughs> man I honestly think like that's what I'm saying it's like I kind of looked at it I kind of look at this shit as like high school basically Hmm. Like
2: I heard somebody say that recently. You might get, you
1: might get like a, a cool like you might. You might be like, everybody goes through the process. Like you might either. Like once you, it's like you, you get accepted into the cool crowd. At least for me, like at first I was like, man, like this music nerd type of kid. I used to skateboard and shit. Like you know what I mean. Like I, I was a skater, like and like, like music nerd type of thing. Like you know, Mm. and then. First it was like, hmm, like, like, you know what I mean? You're not like most people that I would think like you'd be like, you know, and then I, and then I basically like became part of the cool crowd once I started recording people and stuff in my school. And I was like, bro, this is lame. Like these people don't really <laughs> fuck with me like right. like, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like, fuck this shit. Like, I'm about to create my own cool table. So at first <laughs> it's like me sitting by myself at lunch to me sitting at the cool table, to then me being like, bro, fuck the cool table. I'd rather sh- make my own cool table. And then mm. i start sitting by myself again people want to sit with me at my cool table type thing Mm -hmm. and then that's what i'm saying it's like it's that simple like you know and and i think nowadays like people they don't a lot of people might you might see an artist and think that it's the most confident artist or the most toughest person it might be the complete opposite you know what i mean And they don't know what the hell they're doing, they just and, and they so much don't know what they're doing, so they have to make it seem like they do and make and make shit up. like they know what they're doing, they know how to move, you know what I mean? Like blind leap <laughs> the blind type shit. Like, mm-hmm. And you might real, like you know, a lot of people don't realize that shit. A lot of these artists are just following like, like it's like some like copy paste like, or like just like... like people use the term like industry plan, but I don't even think it's that because who wouldn't want to be? planted in the industry to blow up like that's that's kind of
3: cool like you know what i mean but (laughs) i've never had i've never heard somebody say that they have that perspective
1: it's i think it's more like people are just following what other people are telling them to do to the t to where they just like are kind of like giving up for themselves giving up the complete rights and ownership to everything they're doing just like blindly following people Mm. and i think that's why you're hearing a lot of artists that sound like another artist like it's kind of like, even like how that's why that's why I stopped like sending beats out to people that I don't really want to send beats out to or like, you know, emailing hella producer. Some producers, surprisingly, I have some friends that say they emailed a famous artist and they, that they got on the beat, you know what I mean, type shit. Like they got huge placements off of emailing. But me, I've never gotten a placement off of sending an email. Mm-hmm. Everything I've done was in person with the big artists, like all these artists I work with in person. You know, the only time I an email is when I already have a relationship with them. So somebody might say email, email, and I might, for me, for the type of personality I have, you need to meet me in person or it might be misunderstood. You might not even understand me until you meet me in person. So I can say like, some people listen to people, like 90% of people, or yeah, 80%, 80 to 90% of people, if they feel like somebody has influence or power over them, they're gonna listen to everything that person says. And then there's that 10% of people that's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm going to do what I think is, like, the most sensible thing yeah. for my reality and my team with people and the people that I think are important. Like, you know, because how is, the only thing that makes somebody more important is if they have more money, you know, realistically,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know? And then it became this cool thing to, like, look like you have money or look like you're <laughs> more famous than you are, or look like this or that. And I, I feel like that shit is whack because it's like that, starts to take more attention than, than the music. And, and, and then honestly, it's not even about the music nowadays. It's like,
2: just like, but then, then again, just like how you talking about people having drip and shit. And that's when the disrespect, like you were talking about disrespect earlier. Like let's say somebody was, uh, they were, you know what I'm saying? Their career was up here and it started declining. Yeah. They see you, they see you coming next. You know what I'm saying? You might've hit them up two years ago, three years ago, but, now, when you got a drip and you look you look you know what I'm saying, you look good, they hit you up, yo, let's get it you know what I'm saying like you with the cool people now, you know what, right. what I'm saying, so how you feel about that? do you yo like all right i'm a, I'm gonna come work with you, you know what I'm saying, or just like nah like. You just use me. I don't really, I don't really
1: take it personal. But if somebody's gonna use me, then hey, you might as well use them back. It is what it is, like straight up. Like I don't. That's fit. That's I don't. That's what I'm saying. It. That's what happens to you when you start right. working with bigger people. You realize, like, bro, like, there's people out here that mm-hmm. literally don't give a fuck about you at all. Like, you could fall oh. off a bridge or something. Or, like, you could be homeless on the side of the street with a sign and they'll mm-hmm. walk past you and laugh at you or, like, they'll look you dead in your eye. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's how this shit really is. Like, people don't give a fuck, like.
2: No, I, so I you can't
1: I mean. you can't even have time to, like, be emotional with the music shit or none, or none of that shit. That's why I, like, kind of even separated my, I'm like, okay, like, I have my sound. I make real music. My music's tight. I fuck with my music, my sound. I help people write. I help people develop their craft, whatever type of style of shit they're trying to make. If they're trying to be on the type of wavelength I'm on, we can collaborate or whatever. If not, we might not need to collaborate. I might just produce for them. If they want a trap beat, I look at the trap beats as like McDonald's. So it's like, okay, if this person likes to eat McDonald's here. I'll give them McDonald's. If this person likes to eat, mm-hmm. like, you know, luxury, like, food, like I'll give them the luxury shit that they want. It's like gonna kind of realize everybody's in their own place. And also everybody has something to bring to the table. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It might be the person that you feel like is the most janky person you met and they might change your life, you know? Fit. Mm. So, mm.
3: Okay.
0: that's what I think. I got a question for you. You might not like this question. Is it fair for a producer to put producer credits in who they work with if the songs haven't released?
1: Yes, because this is the thing. You do these songs and it might be a reason the song didn't release. It might be because you didn't sign to that, to that producer, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> you know? And because I honestly, like, Man, I worked on a, a few a few like good music records, man, like, you know, I'm not gonna lie, like and um some of them didn't release, some of them did release, and I didn't get credited how I was supposed to, you know what I mean? So it you know, but everybody there remembers the records. Everybody know like, you know, everybody just cause that's what I mean, a record might be celebrated within the industry and might not drop, but people might know about it and you you know, like People leak records and shit, but you you don't want to leak no record with a big artist like that. That that shit might not be good, you know? And then these people have influence over you, so it's like, it might be on some, like, sign-to-me type shit. Like, they they offered me a deal. There's been a lot of people that offer me deals, and I didn't sign to them. And then slowly but surely, the relationship kind of phased out into, like, Mm. okay, well, if you're not going to sign to me, then why are we going to work we're not yeah. going
3: to work Thanks. yeah
1: you know cuz and it but then you can't take it personal cuz they might be on some shit like they already did so much in their career to they're like they're not about to let you get exposure off of them and right. and right. change your life on some like you know some like overnight celebrity shit just because like you're a dope producer if you're not signed to them and they don't have it on paper that the agreement or terms or whatever so you can't take it personally if the music doesn't drop or whatever or you don't like get you know what you thought you would get out of the situation but right. some people would be offended by that but that really is just business like straight up that's what i mean i learned this all business like you know and um yeah like i think it is i think it is cool to put the credits of all the people you work with even if they're not like cuz think about it if if i if i didn't tell people about me working with madonna then they might not know that i'm even capable of making that type of music right mm. and then it's like who else can say that they worked with madonna at like age seventeen, you know what I mean? Like, mm. that was like a life changing experience. I will never seventeen
0: work with Madonna. Yeah,
1: it's like I'll never forget that shit. That shit was crazy. Like, you know, like even my mom like was thought I was tripping. Like at a certain point, she was like, "Are you serious? Like, are you really?" And I was like, "Bro, like I'll Facetime you right now, mom. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, like my mom's an accountant. Like she doesn't she doesn't fuck with the music shit like right. that. Like she's like, bro, like they just don't this shit's capped dude. out. Like you need to chill. Like mm-hmm. stop doing music. Do something else." Go to Atlanta Metro Tech or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, what? Like, you know, what I mean? <laughs> like that's what even that's what I'm saying. I even stopped like, I even stopped telling like my family and shit about my musical accomplishments and shit. Like, I stopped telling. I like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna create my world around what I'm doing and and tell the people that I know like music and advertise myself and tell the people who need to know and and you know what I mean, like. Not everybody gets the vision of where you're trying to go and understands what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But as long as you know what you're trying to do and you, like, that's what I mean. It, it might not, those Kanye kind of records that I worked on or that I was a part of then may drop a couple years later or we might revisit those records or next time I uh, link up with them, we might make new records, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's like, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day, you know, it's either meant to be or it, or it might not be be meant to be you know like say you work with jay-z and the song never came out you're not going to tell people you work with jay-z
0: how can you prove that
1: it's ask jay-z you know what i mean it's like (laughs) that's what i mean it's like you you can't really prove it all the way but you can you know and then even with these records it's like i guess you could kind of fight for your position on it or your credit or whatever it is but sometimes it's not even worth the fight sometimes it's like you know what you did you you helped influence and shape and inspire music. I'm glad to ha- have the credits on certain shit that I, that I like that I do have, like my independent placements and stuff. And then that's another thing. It's like when you're such a strong personality in some of these places and rooms, sometimes people don't really like question it no like they sometimes when you go into a big studio with big artists and you're kind of like un not unknown but like they don't really know you like that and, and you have, have a such a strong yeah, personality kind of, they might be like whoa like you know what I mean yeah like
3: like, like I'm the star I mean, yeah, like, I'm, like, I'm, yeah, yeah I'm the star like don't, don't, don't here.
1: and who are you anyway like don't outshine the master you know what I mean right. you gotta like think like 48 Laws of Power like all this shit it's like I don't, I don't know all I can say is that like something I'm doing is, is working and getting these artists and stuff to want to to want to work and collaborate, like I talked to some of the big biggest artists in Latin America, Asia, all these different countries. That's what I'm on now too. Like, like my bro Kino Beats, like man, like bro's going crazy Kino. overseas. Yeah. Like, yeah, he just did an interview with y'all recently. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. But like yeah, like one. people like that, like like that I that I see going crazy overseas and shit. Those are the people that I kind of like, like, you know, get advice from now that are doing the same thing that I'm doing. That's another thing. It's like, you got to get advice from people that are doing what you're doing and see what they're doing and what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong. And then get advice from the bigger people and see, because everybody's working to get to another level. Even if you, you know, like Sonny Digital did a birthday song for Kanye and 2 Chains. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. right. I didn't hear another Kanye record from him, you know? Mm. And he said, I asked him about that record. He said he, he said he, um got that record through 2 Chains, And he's like, bro, it's amazing that you got to meet Kanye and work with him in the studio. That's tight because he said he didn't work with you in the studio. He said 2 Chains got Kanye on the record. Mm. And he met Kanye at South By or some shit. Mm. Mm. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. That's a completely different Kanye experience than I had, you know? Yeah. And then I started thinking like, but like, we're just as big as these people if they want to work with us,
2: mm. mm-hmm. you know?
1: You're just not supposed to think that, I guess, until you, like, to have you 30 it. Grammys. But it's like, is the Grammys even relevant like it was back then? You got to follow it. Like, what are the Grammys? Though. Like, yeah. what is that's, what are the what is YouTube? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I, I, mean? I would say SoundCloud's bigger than YouTube. For real? Like, like, influence or, like, just...
2: What do you mean?
1: Like... Every day, I get on SoundCloud, well, oh, not as much anymore, like, now, now I'm in, a, like, a different headspace. I listen to, like, like easy listening and jazz and, like, mm-hmm. stuff that's, like, I can think to. Like, I don't listen to heavy rap music and stuff like yeah, that Yeah, I feel like
0: I can anymore. listen to lo-fi and shit like that. Yeah, like, right. sometimes
1: you that shit's not good for your brain to listen to. It's not good waking up having lyrics <laughs> yeah, in your head. Know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, yeah, like, I would say I use SoundCloud and, and Apple Music more than I use YouTube. For music or for, like, all purposes? Just, and okay, like you get on your phone, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the Screen Time app, it mm-hmm. shows me, I I use my phone for maybe like seven mm-hmm. hours a day.
0: Mm-hmm. Damn, that's a lot. Yeah. It's a full <laughs> work shift
1: almost. But but basically like, you know, um, I realized I use the SoundCloud app a lot, you know, or like some people that might use YouTube app a lot, but that's what I mean. Like these, all these 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 apps and stuff are like all kind of like, The same. Like it's not as it's not as crazy as you would think. Like, especially like I've been to like YouTube headquarters, Chelsea Market. Shit like that. I'm like, damn, after going there like it's like pretty normal. Ten, fifteen times, or going to SoundCloud headquarters multiple times, you're like, Okay. You know, like producer grind might end up being bigger than SoundCloud one day. Like we don't people don't know, you know, (laughs) what it's and then if and then if you guys have more if you guys have interviewed more cooler people than than them then you guys are like you know what I mean like think right, about like right. when Soldier Boy started doing his interviews again Soldier Boy is back on fire now I mean Soldier he- Boy is like somebody who's like just he's he's not like how he was back then when he was like super on fire like in the in in his first like prime but like. He when he gets back on the radio yeah. and talks his shit and gets on them interviews and shit, that shit is you gotta pay he attention to whole it, you know? Like, yeah, that's what I mean. He yeah. grabs the world's attention.
2: And then like, I feel like and people, then
1: it, it don't matter I mean, if we like him, Floyd Mayweather fucks with him. Mike Tyson
2: fucks with him. That's what yeah. I mean. It's like, you know? People I feel like people forget forget what he did in the past or a lot. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. remember I remember when I was young, like I mean when I was really young watching his vlogs and shit. Mm-hmm. Like when he first came up, remember he used to make uh, vlogs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like he used to do a hell
2: of vlogs. You know what I'm saying? People mm-hmm. try. You know what I'm saying? It just exactly. He created. <laughs> he.
1: That's what I mean. He. He was one of the first people to go viral. That's what. That's another. Pe- that's lot, Another thing producers and artists don't realize nowadays. You gotta like study the game and like see who came before you and like mm-hmm. study the the what they did right and what they might have did not so right. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of mistakes that I feel like. You know, like with like record like you guessed it like there was a lot of things that I feel like we could have did better like mm. you know
3: like capitalize on the opportunity more
1: capitalize on the opportunity more Yeah. shoot a better music video you know but mm. well, the music video was late though the music video the music was, was cool lit. it matched the song
3: i mean it could have been like
1: i mean no it did hard. match the song but i'm just like if you, for something at that time we didn't we did the music video and all that shit independently same night right
3: did all, you do it doing the same night
1: like and around the same week, like he he drove up to Trelectro with Rome Fortune and and redid the music video. We had mm-hmm. did the music video in Atlanta, and then him and Key fell out, and then that's another thing. They like took Key off the song and replaced it with putting two chains on the song. But the original, the new video version that came out was just Mako and not mm-hmm. Key on it. When
3: yeah, Key is too much funny stuff. Yeah, I Key was one of the main reasons the song yeah, blew yeah. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And I just realized, man, with with these songs, like a song is. A song is just a song, but when you create a world around the song and, and you create a movement and, and a brand and stuff, that's what people buy into That's what people fuck with. that's what labels want to see. That's what the world mm-hmm. wants to see. They want to see a brand around the shit. They don't mm-hmm. care about just a song. They'll, yeah, they'll dance and turn up to it while it's on the radio, you know
3: mm-hmm.
1: And then you you also see another thing that i noticed is like when you're on the charts, everybody's your friend. when you're not on the charts anymore, no talks. <laughs> no one gives a fuck like yeah I can see that when you're about to get back on the charts again they fuck with you again it's just like you know
0: mm. we are running Scared. out of time here we got about less than two minutes left on our uh, audio recorder here though so let, let everybody know where uh, you know they go follow you at um well you can
1: um follow me at damn on on um, Twitter and Instagram at damn Brandon T damn Brandon T you know D-A-M-N-B-R-A-N-D-O-N-T and um yeah, just um, stay tuned for new music. Um, I um recently I recently put out um a single in February on um <laughs> Apple you. Music. It's on all platforms, but on Apple Music, I have a lot of a lot of cool stuff. You know, um, cool.
0: That's
1: definitely you know. But yeah, you would just find it by searching up Brandon Thomas. You know, and you know you could pretty much find stuff everywhere. There's some videos on YouTube.
0: Go ahead, follow yeah. him on IG. Follow him on Spotify. Tap in. Yeah. Appreciate you, man.
1: Appreciate y'all.
0: Another dope episode on the books, man. Signing off. Peace. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. (laughs) Bing, bing, bing.